Welcome to another episode of Betting with Babies. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, and we are heading into week nine of the NFL season. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. We appreciate the support. And if it's your first time, let's make some cash. We're going to jump right into a quick recap of week eight. We say a lot of things on this podcast. We posted over 20 free plays last week. So let's see how we did. Week eight overall, we went 19, seven, and one on our free plays. That's eight consecutive weeks above 70% win rate. We went four and two in the NFL and four out of six touchdown scores cashed. There may not be a hotter team out there than this team, and that's why we do it. So let's introduce the team that helps you balance your babies and bets. I'm your host, Mr. Clutch. Got my co-host, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How we doing, gentlemen? What up, boys? 70% win rate. That's crazy because, like, I'm at, like, 20, so you guys must be killing it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) listen, second half of the football season, I'm more of a second-half player, a day-two guy in the Johnson Wells Invitational, if you guys know what I mean. So I'm ready to get white hot with pod picks in the second half of this season. Maddie, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, hopped up on a lot of candy and scotch, so let's get right into it. Let's get into it. Teddy, you got an extra game this year. All right, extra game, so plenty of time for you to get back over 500. 17-week regular season. Let's get into week nine. We have got some great games this week. We love the board. As we know, this is where we give you our best bets of the weekend. As a pod, we are 13-10-1, but some advisors are hotter than others. So you know the system, you know the plays, we'll post them this week. Let's get into week nine. We've got four games on the board, starting with our first game from Mr. No Days Off. What do we got? All right, I'm going to take the Cardinals at the 49ers. Matt? Tell me some All right, stats. so we got 61% of the cash and 64% of the tickets on the Cardinals. This one started at two and a half, but with the uncertainty around Kyler Murray's injury, dropped to zero for a day and is now back to 1.5. Murray as the better quarterback in this matchup with 111 passer rating from a clean pocket and an equally impressive 107 while under pressure. Jimmy G played one of the better games of his career against the Bears last week, coming in with an 80 but we'll be facing a much better defense this week. The 49ers carry a massive advantage against the run this week, coming in with a league-high 98 offensive line advantage against the run. And in the wide receiver cornerback matchups, Hopkins has an excellent matchup this week and is expected to be shadowed by the majority of the game by Josh Norman, who has a PFF grade of 57, which for people who don't know the grades, 57 is pretty bad. I'd say 57 is pretty bad. Sounds pretty bad. What's the highest rating you could have Matt 100 100 okay, so this one is grading on a 100 scale because sometimes PFF rate grades on a 100 scale sometimes it's over a 100 thank you for backing me up on that because it sounded like a dumb question but I've heard like 220 yeah 137 percent advantage or something <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Yeah, I mean stuff like that happens when you play the Dolphins or the Jets yeah well oh. huh. the Jets have two wins don't they don't let me get started on the Jets, but you know what? Since we did, I'll get started on the Jets for a second. Two wins. Two wins Good against the top AFC caliber teams. We're talking Titans and the Bengals. Good for you. I'm happy for you. 
I don't know what that does for me right now. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'll give you an example of where I'm at with the Jets. This was the week where I finally said, there's just no chance. There's just yep. no chance they can beat the Jets. So what did I do? I picked the Bengals in my survivor pool. Oh. <laughs> so when the Jets win, they still hurt me. Wow. Damn. Well, let me tell you, uh, Jets-Dolphin games this year, they're going to be awesome. Okay? Because it's going to be like, what team wants to lose more? How can we fuck up so much that we lose the game? And it's going to go back and forth, right up until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Those would be fun tailgates to just be a fly on the wall and just listen to two shitty team fan bases talk shit to each other. Yep. Like, what are you, like, what, I don't even, I wouldn't even know what to say at this point. Like, you know yeah, what? well. You know what's coming now, Amada, right? What's one more, One more good game out of the Mike White, and we're going to have quarterback controversy on your hands. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'd love to see it in New York. Let's not get too down the rabbit hole here. There'll be another time to talk about the Jets, but yeah. I'm all for QB controversy. Yeah. Let's bring this back. Teddy, what is your pick for this game? Oh, man. Murray didn't practice today. Head coach of the Cardinals said he can play without practicing all week. He may be a little hobbled, but he's going to gut through it. I'm going Cardinals minus one and a half. I don't think the 49ers are that good of a team. Uh, they're doing this little dance between Lance and Jimmy G, and I'm taking the Cardinals. Dance between Lance, looking for a bounce-back game from the Cardinals after a tough loss in Green Bay. Matty Stats, what do you think? Follow or fade that pick? It's a tough one there. I mean, the system play versus <laughs> like what I want to do. I mean, I followed what I want. I followed Teddy last week. You know, I'm going to fade you here. Um, 49ers looked good last week. Uh, I'm going to fade you. 49ers looked good last week. Is that why you're fading, or is this the system play? Well, they played the Bears. Everybody looks good against the Bears. Okay. I'm not going to overthink this either. I'm also going to stick with the system play. I'm going to fade Teddy on this pick and take the Niners plus one and a half. I did take them last week. They were my lock of the week. So um, I've got some good momentum with them. We've got, you know, we're on the same page. I had two five and one season record for me, guys. So I, I, I get why you fade, but um, the hot streak starts in week nine. I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you. But until then, we got the system at play. You guys do it here. Teddy's got a lot of confidence he's going to turn this season around. I've got no reason to doubt it. He did the same thing last year, ended hot. So Teddy is going with the Cardinals. Minus one and a half. Um, and now we're on to game two. Game two, we are headed to Minnesota. Maddie, this is your game. Talk to us. All right. So we got the Ravens minus six versus the Vikings. All right. So we got 85% of the cash and 83% of the tickets on the Ravens. This one opened up at five and a half and moved to six this morning. Both of these teams are coming off real bad losses with the Vikings getting embarrassed on Sunday night football against the Cooper rush led Cowboys and the Ravens spending the bye weeks doing over a 41 to 17 beating by the Bengals. Both quarterbacks are having solid seasons by PFF standards with cousins coming in at a 90 grade and Jackson at an 85. Minnesota's O-line carries a 46% advantage against the run into this game, but has an 18% disadvantage against the pass 
It should be noted that Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Malcolm Brown come into this game with a good rating against their cornerback they're expected to match up against. But overall, I'm taking the Ravens uh, to cover this one. Uh, good teams like the Ravens don't get embarrassed and then have a bye week and have 10 or 14 days to prepare. They're going to come into this game and they're going to blow the doors off the Vikings. Man, man, do I wish Prism Shark was here just to give a couple minutes on the Vikings and how he was feeling when Cooper Rush took them down on Monday night. <laughs> that would have been brutal. All right, so Maddie is on the Ravens coming off a bye, bouncing back, minus six. Teddy, what do we think about this? Follow or fade that pick? Hmm, let's see. I kind of like the Vikings. They're at home, plus six, but they're not that good. But I want to feel like they're – it's kind of like the how I feel about the Browns. I feel like the Browns are good, even though they're not that good. Also, they just cut OBD, which is amazing. Just like they didn't trade them. They probably could have got like, you know, a fifth or sixth round pick, but they didn't. Vikings, like the Browns, are like kind of this average team. But they're at home. I'm going to go fade Vikings plus six. Mr. No Days Off is fading the Viking. Now, fading Maddie's stats and taking the Vikings plus six. Who did you say? I feel so good right now. Thank you. I just doubled my bet. Max, whale play, three units. Let's go. Wow, a little boost of confidence from a fade from Teddy. Who did you say that they cut, Teddy? No, I I went on a whole tangent about the Browns. And then then the Browns made me think of they just cut Odell Beckham. Like he's Brown, not allowed. He did call him ODB, so old yeah. dirty bastard is not on the Browns. The Browns, cut Browns. OBJ. No, no, no! Don't get me started on that because originally his name was ODB, and then the media fucking made his name OBJ. His name is Odell Beckham Jr. and it's OBD. No, nope. okay. ODB and yeah, ODB. I'm. Oh, it's debatable. It's debatable <laughs> at this point, but did you say he's cut? Yeah, he got uh, cut. Well, wow. he's not he's not allowed at the facility. And he they're basically cutting him. They're working out the like finances of it. Is that cuz his dad cuz his dad was was tweeting at, at Baker? <laughs> Talking shit at Baker. <laughs> Showing clips of his throws to to uh Beckham that were just way off target. Yeah. Way off target or when he's just wide open waving his arm. No yes. DB 10 yards away. It, it'll be interesting That's to like see way more than we know in a game. Like yeah, there's probably times where it's like the coverage is just rolling right, so somebody's wide open across the field that on a throw you could never make. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who picks him up. I'm sure there'll be like a sweepstakes for him, but like I can't believe that Odell Beckham. We talked about this last week. I can't believe that Odell Beckham just like got bad at playing football, like over the last year and a half. How about the Packers pick him up? That's the play. That right. That's the play. I mean, I mean, the Packers are in win-now mode. They're one player away. They're one play away from the Super Bowl can, last year. Can you could you imagine o, ODB and uh, Adams on either side? That's I mean, especially the way Cobb's playing. You got Lazard coming back. You got Jones. I mean, there's no... The Tanya uh, loss was tough, so that he puts even more emphasis with Tanya going down to pick yep. up Beckham. Who else, real quick, let's spend a second on this. Who else would be the top contenders for Beckham? I mean, well, the Tom Cardinals, Brady. <laughs> oh, the Cardinals love tough. receivers, so maybe they'll pick him up because they just collect receivers. But I don't know, maybe 
The Bills. Who who are trying to win? The Bills. Do the Patriots go and get Beckham for cheap? No, for real cheap? No. You want to put no. it? You can't put Beckham with a rookie quarterback. Do the Raiders replace Rugs overnight? That's true. But where are the Raiders going? Oh, the Raiders are a playoff team right now. No. The Dolphins could sign him. Well, that would be. That's a great idea. Take an explosive player like that with not only explosive on the field, but explosive personality. Let's put him on the Dolphins right now. It, you guys Rams- can't even respect your franchise quarterback. Like, I don't even know how he comes into work every day. Can you imagine? That? It's basically like seeing your job posted on the company webpage. And then, like, you just got to come to work every day knowing they're about, they're like interviewing for your job. Don't like, get me started on this. We're so dysfunctional. And then our GM comes out and just bold faced lies to everybody for the, mm-hmm. oh, don't. Ugh. All right. Bring it in. Let's get back to the picks, boys. Bring it in. Last thing on Beckham. How about the Rams? How about the Rams? Rams. Oh, another trade. But if Beckham's cut, he, he has the right to basically like sign with any team, right? Yeah. Okay. So if he signs with the Dolphins, then it is clear. He did get really terrible over the last one and a half years, and he's not not trying to win a championship. He's just all in for the money. Yep, 100%. I would take it, though. Two would might throw him a couple out routes, a couple button hooks. We'd yeah. be good. Yeah, we'll get to the Rams. We've got a Rams player to talk about as we get a little bit further on, but let's bring it back. As a recap, we've got Matty Stats going with the Ravens minus six. Teddy is fading that pick. And I'll say this was not because of your fade, Teddy. I, I really do like the Ravens coming off a bye. I was looking up Jim Harbaugh's record coming off a bye, and it is a really good one, similar to Bill Belichick. So I'm going to stick with the Ravens minus six in this game as well on the road. I think it's going to be a tight one, uh, especially because the Vikings, they need to win now uh, to have a chance at this division. It's going to get away from them. So I will follow Maddie's stats. And then bring it to the third game of the week. Uh, that's my game. I'm going to Carolina. Got the Patriots minus four against the Panthers. We've already got one system at play here. There's a potential second system at play with this game. Before we get into that, I'll throw it over to you, Maddie. What does the stats say? All right. So I actually have some good news for you. The line on this one today just recently moved to three and a half. So you, you get an extra point on this one. Or you get an extra half point on this one. Um, all right. So we've got 81% of the cash and 78% of the tickets are on the Patriots. The Panthers are preparing to start PJ Walker this week, which should be really ugly. Uh, PJ Walker didn't take a single snap in his first three season. And whenever he's been on the field, he's put up poor grades in every appearance. It should be noted. He did start one game in his career last year, and he led a 20 to nothing win over the lions where he had a 70% completion rating, one TD and two picks. Mac Jones continues to look like the cream of the crop from all the QBs drafted in this year's draft. Season-long grade of 84 with a 96 passer rating from a clean pocket. You could expect to see a heavy ground game as the Patriots online has a 63% advantage against the run. And then an interesting stat here. The Patriots D-line allows a league-low 0.17 0.17 yards before first contact with a running back. All right. So just what do you think the Jets D-line, Amato, how many yards before first contact with a running back on average? All right. Um, thinking Patriots about- are 0.17 yards. All right. Thinking back at the running backs that we've played, we've got crushed by McCaffrey, Damian <laughs> Harris, Joe Mixon. I'm going to go three yards plus. Um, it's 1.25. Yeah. 
The yard. That's not that bad. It's not bad is at it? all. It's not that bad. It's uh, right smack in the middle league average. And what all are you, right. you going to guess for the Dolphins? First the Dolphins. contact. Right? First contact. Yeah. First time somebody we touches. Don't, we don't tackle anybody, but we, we touch them pretty early on. <laughs> you, might, you might touch them, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. The Dolphins nope. are like 1.8. You guys are 2.74, worst in the league. Wait a minute. 2.74. That means they've already gained three yards on average. Before you touch them? Before you touch them. And then they fall forward. And that's another... Let's just say we tackle them on first, which we don't. Then they're, they're averaging like six yards a carry. Is that what you're telling me? You never have to throw against the Dolphins. Is what I'm, telling you, I'm telling you your D-line's not making a lot of contact behind the line of scrimmage. Wow. Do we have an update on McCaffrey? Is McCaffrey still out? Yeah, I got an update. He was very limited today. The coach. Very limited. So yeah, that's Hubbard. what I was looking up. I was looking up that he was very limited, and that uh, Chuba took the majority of first team reps. Yeah, no, he looks good, but he's he's got a ball security problem. He's fumbled in the last couple games. I don't know, PJ Walker. I know he. I think he was shining in the XFL league. Like I think he was like crushing it in that league before it got shut down. But I'm gonna take the Patriots here. Uh, they look good. Mac Jones. I like the offense they run. It's safe. It's efficient. Their running game is solid. Clearly, Maddie stats drop some knowledge on the D line. I'm going to go Patriots minus three and a half on the road after a big win against the Chargers to keep it rolling. Teddy, what do you think? Foul or fade that pick? Well, Darnold has a concussion and a shoulder injury, and he was also extremely limited. Darnold, he's been limited for like the past four games. He got his head got. I mean, that's just his general play has been limited. But so, um, God, of course, New England would get to play fucking PJ Walker. God damn, you know, I'm so fucking sick and tired of every goddamn fucking break for them. I'm taking. Neither one of them are gonna fucking play. I'm taking the Patriots, and it kills me, and I hate it, but. I'm taking the Patriots because they're going to get all the breaks. Yeah. All right. Well, and I am going to follow you uh, on this one, and I'm going to take the Patriots. One, because I think they're going to win. And then two, uh, I'm never going to bet on a guy named PJ. Ooh. Wow. Good. Smart. Smart. Another, another system now at play. Let's mark that yeah. one down in our systems. We're starting to build up a nice little log uh, of system. system. Yep. 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 Okay. Fate, Teddy. The B word. No PJs. No PJs. It was always the Patriots, but you know, sometimes you can do it. This is the week to do it. All right. So that wraps it up for our top three bets of the weekend. Quick recap. Teddy's going with the Cardinals minus one and a half. I'm taking the Patriots minus three and a half at Carolina. And Maddie Stats is going with the Ravens coming off a of bye minus six and a half against the Vikings. Lock it in. Parlay it. Bet him single. Let's win some cash. All right, let's move on to our next segment here. We've got our touchdown scorers. This is the one we keep getting closer and closer at. Two weeks in a row, we've got four out of six touchdown scorers. If you've been betting this single, you've been cashing, you've been profitable, you keep coming back, but we're looking for the big parlay. All six, we're going to give you our top six list. We'll list them out as singles. Starting with our number one touchdown scorer this week, throw it over to you. So Daryl Henderson got 100% of the inside the five work the past three weeks. He scored a touchdown the past three or four weeks. He is very much grabbing a hold of this backfield. His snap rate had been going up the previous three weeks. They pulled him in the second half of the last game because things got kind of out of hand. Feel great about Daryl Henderson. 
Lock him in. Let's do it. Lock him in. Last time we put him in in our parlay, he did not cash, and then he bounced back with a two-touchdown game. So this is the week. How about those Rams, though? Real quick, big trade. Von Miller heading to the Rams. Are the Rams the real deal? Are they the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I like their, their strategy is very interesting. First of all, I read that they have two picks in next year's draft, a fifth and a seventh. So they say fuck draft picks. Um, the exact opposite of the Dolphins, which just like to accumulate those draft picks and then waste them on bad players or draft bad players. What the Rams do, which is very interesting, is they take like Darnold, uh, Von Miller, and Ramsey, all like top three at their positions. And they say, okay, you guys got a game plan for those three players. And we'll just sprinkle in some like average and above average guys around the rest of our defense. But like you can't double team Aaron Donald and Von Miller, right? So like, what are you going to do? No, they they are taking a different approach, which is we're going to go for the proven player. We're going to give up our draft picks and we're going to win now. Yep. And that's what they're going to have to do because they are not going to be able to re-sign a lot of these players. But you see Von Miller, he says, I went to bed 4-4. Four and four. I woke up 7-1. and one. Gotta love that. Lock it in. Daryl Henderson, LA is going to be excited. There's a lot of buzz with Von Miller coming to town. So let's lock in Henderson at number one. I'll take number two. We've got a Pittsburgh Steeler. This running back has been on fire since the week three, really. Uh, I've got Najee Harris in our number two spot. Maddie, what do the stats say? All right. So Najee has got 76% of the rush attempts on the season. So he's just an absolute elite side on the utilization standpoint. He's getting 50% of the inside the five work, and he scored a touchdown in the last four games. Uh, so Najee is just an absolute ball hog. Perfect for a TD parlay. Beautiful. Lock him in. And he can get in on, on the run and in the air which I, I like, um, yep. especially with the matchup that they have this week. So let's go number three. Teddy, who do we got? Joe Mixon. Let me tell you, this he is huge, by the way. I feel like he's put on like 10 pounds of muscle. He, the man looks like he's at least 230. Matty, what does that say? So he got six, he's averaging uh, 69% of the rush attempts on the season, but last week he actually got 88% of the rush attempts. He's got 58% of the short down and distance on the season and 86% of the inside the five carries. Love Joe Mixon this week. Love that. That's those graphs are just up and to the right. He was injured early in the year, so he's just been getting healthier and healthier. That's where you're seeing that utilization go up. He looked good, even though it wasn't enough to beat my Jets. We gave it everything they got. Mixon looked great. Lock him in for number three. I'll take four. We're going with Stefan Diggs. Maddie, what do the stats say? All right. So he's got the number two wide receiver cornerback matchup this week with a 99.1 score. Caps out at 100. For Thank everybody. you. Thank you for that. Uh, he's expected to be covered by Shaquille Griffin and Tyson Campbell, who carry a 65 and 47 PFF grade. He's averaging 35% target share, 37% of the third and fourth down targets, 35% of the play action targets, and he's got a TD in the past two weeks. Love that. Can't get any higher than that. And the Bills struggle against the Dolphins a little bit. I mean, Teddy, any commentary on that game? What happened there? Well, we're three, we're three, tied 3-3. Three, three. Missed a field goal, and we we're going at halftime, driving down the field like Tua does. You know, fifteen play drives because he only throws the ball five yards. 
and we put our tight end in motion, and for some fucking reason, it gets snapped and hits him, and we fumble. And so instead of taking the lead, we go in tied. And then the Bills are just more talented than us. We we held them in check. I mean, Josh Allen was throwing shit on the sideline. He was so pissed off in the first half. Second half, you know, he does what he always does. And and uh, we are his bitch. I mean, Josh Allen is 7-1, and one, lost his first game as a rookie to us, and hasn't lost since, and has like 115 QB rating against us. It, it, it's, fuck, it's crazy. It's infuriating, actually. He's a stud, and it was a frustrating game, but they did come in and bounce back in the second half, and now they're going against the Jags. So we love the Bills. There's multiple players I would put in on the Bills team, but we're going to go with Stefan Diggs and lock him in at number four, which brings to number five, someone who's quickly becoming one of the favorites on our on our TD parlays. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but we've we've gotten away from the Browns' backfield got a little bit of a, a band on the Browns backfield until further notice until we can see some consistency. So we're going to go to the other LA team, the chargers, Austin Eckler, Maddie, what does that say? All right. So the chargers have a 79% O-line advantage this week against the run. Only 55% of the rushes have gone to Eckler, but he, he actually has a 33% target share. So Herbie loves checking down. And then he's also getting 95% of the two-minute work and 64% of the long down and distance work. I like that. I like that pick because even if they're up big, or if they're up big, you know, they'll run it and that benefits us. If they're behind, he's on the field catching screen plays and check down. So Austin Eckler comes in at number five for us this week. And so that brings us to number six. Who's going to wrap it up for us this week, Teddy? Elijah Mitchell. Maddie, talk to you about the run o, the O line advantage going on this week. All right. So San Francisco has the highest O line advantage against the rush this week at ninety eight percent. So that's number one in the league. Mitchell had a huge week last week. He had five carries of ten plus yards, and he's also scored a touchdown in this past two weeks. Uh, he's very quickly taking over that backfield in San Fran, which is a team that loves to run the ball. All right. Love that pick. Uh, new up-and-comer, new name. Is that a first for us? Is this the first time he's landed on our TV sports? I, I believe so. Got to yeah. like the odds there. I got to think the odds are going to be slightly better than you know some of the you know the primary backs that we put on here. Yeah, Not no, he's got a little him. edge to him in the odds, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I know they got Hasty's back, but given the stats there that Maddie Stats just went over, we like Elijah Mitchell. We're putting him in at number six this week. So that wraps it up for our TD scores. We'll do a, a recap for you here, and we will post these on the page. Starting with number one, we went with Daryl Henderson. Two, Najee Harris. Three, Joe Mixon. Four, Stefan Diggs. Five, Austin Eckler. And number six, Elijah Mitchell. Is this the one? Oh, this is, this is the one. Absolutely. This is the yeah. one. We have been getting close. And we've got so the injury bug a little bit in our parlay. So first thing we need is all these guys to stay healthy. And then I think we've got the right lineup this week. Let's do it. Amada, you gonna how many parlays you put in this weekend? Several. 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 So definitely the touchdown parlay. 
Um, I know we, we've been doing the, the TD Pass parlay on this podcast, but the lines have been limited on Wednesday since we're recording on Wednesday night. So I, I've been liking that parlay. I'll probably so, do those two. And always the pod picks. You know me. Yeah. Now, now yeah. he says three, but if we're going to get a text message. It's going to be like at least five to six different parlays. You, you know what's really been hitting for me, and I, I've been thinking about posting this on the page, but I don't want to, you know, throw too many things out there. But the first touchdown score on the Sunday, I only do it on Sunday night or Monday night games, like when it's just mm-hmm. one game to focus on. But I've been sending you guys those tickets. Pretty high win rate there. So why don't we do this? Uh, listeners only. So if you're listening, message us and we'll send you the first TD score for the Sunday night. Or Monday that's, night game. That's a smart that. idea. I love that. We've yeah. got the Titans and the Rams this week. So um, send us a DM. If you're listening to the podcast, send us a DM. We will let you know who we like for first touchdown score. Big odds on this week. Looking at the list right now, we're talking plus 500 or more on our first touchdown score. Love that. Give it up to the loyalty pod listeners here. We appreciate you guys. Thank you as always. That wraps up our betting content for this week. We've got our pod picks, which we'll post on the page. We've got our touchdown scores. And DM us if you want the first touchdown score play for Sunday Night Football. That brings us to the dad zone. Welcome to the dad zone. We didn't have the dad zone last week. We had our special guest, Prism Shark, on, which if you're listening, we appreciated you having you on. We got some great feedback from the show. We want to have more special guests on. So if you're interested in that as well, shoot us a DM. But let's talk about the dad zone. It's not just about bets. It's also about balancing babies. How are we doing that, gentlemen? All right, guys. I got a little thing because uh, basically my wife and I were, were talking and Luca didn't finish his food. So... We got up, he got up from the table, I slid his plate right over to me, finished off that plate. So you guys, I want your opinion. Do you guys finish off your kids' plates? So I'll, I'll go first. I don't. No. Typically. Um, finish off plate. The way, like, I don't. So, so like, so Carter isn't, doesn't finish his dinner. And you finish yours, but then, you know, you always think about seconds, but you're like, nah, I won't have seconds, right? But Carter still has got some left on his. He doesn't want to finish it. So you just slide it right over to you. Yeah, and- I don't. So I don't. And there's two reasons why. Two main reasons. One, Carter's got a lot of allergies. So he tends to eat like a much different meal than we'll eat. He eats super healthy. And so like a lot of times I'm like, I'd, I'd rather just have what I'm having. <laughs> but the second reason is he also loves to eat with his hands. No matter what I've been trying to do with the fork, he's just a just a throw the fork on the floor, which is another thing we could talk about throwing mm. shit off the table. Mm-hmm. But the hands, watching him eat the hands, and then the fact that it's typically more like healthier, cleaner food. I'm out on the finish the food. What about you, Maddie? So um, no, so we actually have a rule. So the kids, you know, they'll eat their dinner, but then they'll want a snack when we give them a little bit of TV time before bed. So we actually put their food in like a little bowl and they got to finish their food before they get their snack. Wait, so you're at dinner, right? They don't finish yeah. their dinner. You take it off, you put it into a bowl and they eat it like on the couch if they want their snack? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Got to finish See, your dinner. Brings, 
that and then the whole also thing. the kids i don't really mess with their food that i mean actually i that's not totally true so like the kids typically eat a half hour or so before us so i always have i make food in the beginning of the week so we have like stuff for them to eat just because they can't wait until six when i get up and like start cooking food so they're eating something different so i will say i, I pick because i'm cooking but i don't really mess with that because kids are gross man they're like they, touch their food. I mean, my daughter, if I'm doing rigatoni, she's doing like pasta fingers and stuff like that. You can't be eating pasta fingers. I eat it all. I don't care. But what that does not matter at all to me. But do you guys, were you guys made to finish your food, everything on your plate before you got up when you were a kid? Because I had to do that. That was in my household. I could not get up from the dinner table unless I finished everything on my plate. I just thought it was a kind of bullshit rule. Like, yeah. what if I didn't want to finish my food? What are we really teaching there? Yeah. Right? I used to get, yeah, I think that was the case. Or at least like they would really, you know, put the pressure on to finish the food. Definitely couldn't get up from the table before everybody else. That was yeah. a big thing in our house. Like, even if you were done, like stick around for the conversation we're having dinner. Yep. But less about the food, mainly because I was a wrestler, probably. And it was actually like, yeah, like, don't eat that. Like, we got to make weight. Like, actually, <laughs> let me <laughs> actually like take no, that back. Yeah. Here's a glass of water, bud. And then you can go. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a more of an issue in the morning because there was a period of time where like I needed to put on weight. My dad used to like get up and he would like, he went in this period where he would like make steaks in the morning, like steak and eggs because he wanted me to eat and he would like make this stuff. And I'm like, like, I am not eating that. Like, I am not hungry. So heavy at seven, it, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Protein. And there was no, you know, this was another thing. It was like no science behind it. It was like, oh, yeah. steak and eggs. Like, we'll get him to eat that. He's going to be jacked. He's going to win the state yep. championship. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't eat that. Like, I yeah. can't. Like, it got to a point where I'd have to, like, act like I ate it. Right? And, like, I would, like, hide it. I'd, like, get it in, like, a bag. And I'd, like, put it in another trash can and then <laughs> get it out. It was, like, a whole thing. Like. Sometimes I even like would forget to like, they'd find it later because I didn't take out the trap. You know, have kids like you try to hide shit. It always comes out. Always. That was a real I can't. Thing. I hope that if you're listening, this is a lot of that stuff. I'm sorry. I, I love that story because I have a similar thing. So my dad worked and got off at like two o'clock and he'd come home. And the first thing he'd do when he'd get out of work, he'd make my lunch for the following day. So he's making a sandwich at three o'clock on like white Wonder Bread. He's putting like mayo and everything on it. By the time I go to eat that sandwich at noon the next day, it's almost like a 24-hour old sandwich on white bread. Oof. I didn't eat a I didn't eat lunch from like kindergarten until sixth grade, <laughs> where I finally convinced my dad to give me money so I could buy hot lunch. Hot lunch. Love that. <laughs> Did you ever you ever say like could like no, you can't say anything. You just I no no, I told him when I was in college and like his face, he's like the pounds and pounds of deli meat I was throwing out. And I was like, wait, you weren't concerned I didn't eat lunch for six nope. years. <laughs> it's yeah. the money wasted. Yep. That's the same thing my dad would say when he caught me when I like literally would find it in the trash or something. He's like, I can't I just can't eat that man. So you you don't make Carter finish his food? Um, he's actually a really good eater. So most times he does finish his food. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like a real stickler for it. If there's some leftover, like uh, I'll let him slide. Probably my own. Yeah. Probably, I think probably I'm, I'm scarred from my childhood. I definitely don't make Luca finish his food. Yeah. I don't make them finish it. It's just more they ask for like a miniature peanut butter sandwich, which is like a meal. And I'm like, well, if you can have a peanut butter sandwich, you could definitely have some like finisher yeah. chicken. 
Yeah. Of course, if you want so the ice cream, you got to finish your dinner. I think it's a good process. The only thing weird about me that was like the way you said it is like it was a bowl, like it had to be in a bowl. It's like, you know what? Like it's also like part of the thing is like we're going to take the food off your plate. We're going to put it up. Then you eat the bowl. Well, you got to put it in the fridge because there's like an hour and a half. So it's got to go in the bowl with a little cup on it. Even if it's like, like it doesn't not have to be a bowl. I'm going to go play tomorrow. Like, it's not weird. I don't have a complex. Probably going to be a bowl. <laughs> You're getting plates for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. Like this makes no sense. Why are you giving them large porcelain plates? Like, don't worry about it, honey. <laughs> Listen to the pod if you want to understand it. So I'm the only one that just <laughs> devours. Because to me, get, circling all the way back, I feel like I always want seconds. But I also, you know, don't really want to be overweight. Uh, so... I kind of don't have seconds a lot of the time, but technically eating Lucas food isn't seconds, although I am getting more food. So mentally I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. But you're eating scraps. I'll eat scraps. No, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not better than scraps, but he's found a place for it in his head. It's justified in his head. That's what's important. The more food it's, it's different from his plate. That food going in the garbage. So I'm going to eat it. So it doesn't go in the garbage. Okay. Yes, it's less like, about the food. Full circle, food. Teddy realizes I have a dad complex. I can't throw out my kid's food. Somebody needs to finish his food. Everybody wins. We don't throw out food, okay? And I get to eat more like I want to. What about the dessert thing, though? That's interesting. You bring up that you you want to make sure that they finish their food for dessert. Are you like a – is it dessert every night or is dessert more of like a special night? Uh, we don't do dessert typically, typically at night, like occasionally we'll go get ice cream or something, but we don't do sweets right before bed or anything. It's normally like peanut butter crackers or, uh, like a banana or something like that. So no, we're not big like dessert at night. Can't be hopping them up on sugar. We're on a real strict routine. My kids are great. They go to sleep at eight o'clock. Really don't give us a hard time. And I think that's like part of it is like no dessert. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it makes complete good. sense. What you put into your body, you know, completely affects how you feel. So, yeah, hundred percent. I give him dessert right after dinner, like immediately after dinner, if he asks for it. He asks for it like two or three times a week. He doesn't ask for it every night, and it's like fruit popsicles, some shit like that. Yeah, we don't have ice cream in the house, so when we go out, yeah, he'll get it, but that's like once a week. Yeah, same over right, here. Yeah. I mean, Carter can't have milk eggs chocolate you know dairy any of that so like he i didn't know is that severe so his snacks are like fruit he loves fruit you know he we got like trader joe's has these like non-dairy like ice cream sandwiches that he'll it'll be like a big night he'll be pumped for but yeah it's tough the, the we all got lucky though with the sleep like we were all on a pretty good routine for bedtime kind of allows us to do this pod which is nice it's all about yep. balance it is all about balance. That's what get we're the doing fuck here. to bed. That's it. We balance our babies and bets. And a big part of that is make sure you get to bed on time and sleep so we get some time to ourselves as well. That's right. You want to start that bath time around seven something. So they, they're the wind down from seven to eight o'clock. So when you put them to bed at eight, they're good to go. Yeah. And you know, too, like once you're on that routine and you go past that a little bit, like some nights where you're just like, it's just inevitable, you're going to go to bed late. You can see it in their eyes. It's like, oh, you're, you're in the danger zone right now. Like you're too tired for your own good. Oh, my mom always used to say this to me. I remember very distinctly. She would say, 
I can tell when you're exhausted. I can tell when you're tired just by like looking at you. And I can see it in Luca. Like when he's real tired, I don't know what I can't describe it, but it's immediate. Like I just know, oh, this this kid's tired as hell. He's going to bed right now. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let's talk a little bit about balancing babies and bets here. As always, we appreciate the support. We will post these plays on our page. And whether you follow or fade, we hope you win some cash. See you next week, everybody.